Hey there, losers. This is your authorial self-insert speaking. For the last time, actually. What you are about to hear is the finale of Losers, A Love Story. And while I truly do want to let it speak for itself, I'd be remiss if I didn't say a few words here at the top about this wild thing we've made. If you don't care about any of that, um, <laughs> no hard feelings, feel free to skip to the announcements and content warnings using the timestamp in the description. I will not hold it against you. This project has been, in many ways, a tremendous and unpredictable experiment. It started out as a relatively straightforward concept, and it grew really rapidly into something with a life of its own. And honestly, I don't believe that the circumstances which allowed it to grow in this way are circumstances I would ever wish on anyone else. And in fact, I don't even think I would ever recommend the process of making this thing to another creator. But I am grateful for having done it. Um, you know, not to act as if anything is behind us at this point, because the fact of the matter is that a return to anything approaching normalcy is a privilege right now, and the reality of the coronavirus pandemic is far from over, and we will all truly be feeling the effects and unpacking the impacts of that for the rest of our lives. But I do believe that the past year has been one which has forced growth and change in a lot of ultimately necessary ways. It's created conditions under which a lot of already tenuous structures simply couldn't hold any longer, like relationships with mental health or identity or personal surroundings or the people around us. And while the magnitude of that change can be violent and devastating, it's sometimes the only way to clear the ground for something new to begin. I think... The one thing that Stephen King in his work has always gotten right is that not everything can be or should be fixed or salvaged or saved. Sometimes there's a reckoning that has to come, and that's not a peaceful, pretty thing. It's hard and it hurts and just might be the most terrifying thing your mind can grasp the edges of, but the trick is to step up to the edge of it with someone else's hand in yours. I hope that when you're ready to take that step, you know that your hand is being held. Mine is. I have to thank a lot of people, so bear with me. <laughs> Back to Dairy is a Monster of the Week module written by Christine Previs, who has been such a superstar about letting us play with their work and turn it into a weird, broody, dramatic, actual play phenomenon that largely ignores the rules and frequently abuses the text. Christine, thank you. I hope you've sold at least a couple of copies because of us and that we haven't tanked your SEO forever. Ryan Bolter has been the sound designer and audio wizard for this entire affair, which is something I am begging you all to remember next awards season, because this thing simply would not have existed in this way without them. Ryan, it's been a joy to watch your art grow and evolve, and I can't wait to see what we make next. You make us all shine. Andrew Giada is very cool and strong and handsome and smart and talented, and everyone on the internet knows this, but Ags, I'm not sure if you do, so I'm putting it into this pre-roll, which makes it officially canon. I love you. We are so much better for having had your bent with us. J.V. Hampton Van Sant had the impossible task of building a beautiful brand new protagonist out of some really difficult pieces at the center of the messiest story of all time, and getting to watch a whole audience fall in love with them every week through the first 
truly great Mike Hanlon was such a joy. And someday, JV, hopefully very soon, when we're all sitting around some actual Chinese food together, we'll get to be the ones to call you first. You deserve it. MJ, I'm pretty sure, would kill me if I actually accurately publicly described how fantastic I think their work in this project was or how much I cherish and value their friendship and support. But I do think I can probably get away with saying that you deserve more than anyone will ever give you for this canonically alive, super hot Stanuris. And we literally couldn't have done any of it without you. Or at least I know I couldn't. You know the rest already. Addison Peacock, my dear, my longest-running creative partner and a creature of unfailing softness in a hard, shockingly brutal world, is Beverly Marsh. And baby girl, I hope your Beverly has given you back as much as you gave her. Thank you for your love at the table and your unfathomable trust in me. It is an honor to hold your heart in my hands. El Patron is Eddie Kasprak, which means that both in and out of dairy. They're the bravest person I know. I don't know if any of us will ever truly understand the extent of the courage and vulnerability you brought to this project, Val, but I do know that none of us will ever take it for granted. Thank you for sweet Eddie, but more importantly, thank you for giving us you, even when it was really, really hard to give. And I don't even think Tim listens to these, but they were Richie and they were great, so um, stream shark puppy. <laughs> no, but seriously... Tim, I hope you know it is the highest praise I know how to give when I say that the best moments of this show, to me, were the ones where it felt, for just a minute, like I was back in time again, sitting with you in the passenger seat of your car in our own small town full of problems, looking up at the stars and laughing in the face of the darkness. So, beep beep, or whatever. And finally, as great as the cast of this show has been, it simply wouldn't be a show without the folks who listen to it. The outpouring of support and adoration and enthusiasm and the intense emotional responses have been so gratifying and probably the only reason we kept going back into that place week after week. So thank you for coming with us and for letting us hear how much it has meant to you as well. Phelan has created a simply amazing space on Twitch, and getting to tune in a few times to see folks react to the new drops in real time on those listener parties was such an awesome creator experience, like just absolutely the coolest. And thank you to the OneShot Network for having us, for being a group we're so proud to belong to, and for being an organization that supports weird, ambitious, independent, horrific, and unapologetically queer stories, even when they're definitely going to get sued by Stephen King. Okay, just... A couple super brief announcements before I get into the content warnings so that anyone who jumped ahead can catch those here before the jump. First off, as I said, this is the last episode of Lowell's. After this, we'll be taking a few weeks off while we get ready to return to Revenant. That means that new side stories episodes, the revival of our bonus AU one-shots, and most exciting of all, the next arc of the main campaign of A Horror Borealis. We are so, so excited for what season three has in store, and we'll be making all sorts of exciting new announcements about that in the upcoming weeks, so follow us at A Horror Borealis and Paper Boat Pods on Twitter to keep up to date on all of that news. Additionally, a huge thank you to everyone who placed orders with our Etsy store in its final weeks. It is now closed, finally, and for good, and what a bittersweet thing that is. All outstanding orders, domestic and international, will be shipping out in the next two weeks. We'll have some announcements dropping soon about where our merchandise will be moving next, so again, stay posted on that front. 
We will also be making announcements very soon about the new Patreon goals that will coincide with all of this. And while those are going to be varied and delightful, I do know at least one of them is probably going to involve a limited run Shark Puppy album release with some exclusive songs. So if that kind of thing is up your alley, loosen the purse strings and keep your ears to the ground, huh? With all of that in mind, let's get to the content warnings, shall we? This episode features some disturbing content that includes but is not limited to impaling, axe violence, dismemberment, eye trauma, throwing up sounds, actual throwing up, extreme violence, and this is especially interesting one, loud screams right after their opening music. So just be on guard for that transition. You may want to catch yourself from being jump scared in the audio format. So again, right after the theme music ends, we're going to cut hard to some loud noise. Just be aware. And so as we return to Derry one last time, it is my honor and privilege to say thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Bye. lying pretty in shock on the floor of this damp and dirty cave partially in this sewer water and just looking up and seeing what was his arm just in this beast's mouth and i think this beast it was this sort of shadowy dank gross amalgamation of many of these people throughout all of their lives but now it's just coming to one face and that one face is a clown's face and (laughs) it's it's so familiar seeing that clown's face with an arm in its mouth and his own blood is dripping back down on him Fuck. Uh, I want to um, try something. In this moment, with this clown with the arm in its mouth and the blood dripping everywhere. Well, you know what? I'm going to roll first and then tell you what happens. <laughs> yeah. What are you rolling? <laughs> I don't want to describe something cool and then, like, completely just lose it, but... <laughs> um, I'm going to give myself GM authority here for a second and I'm actually going to roll this as an act under pressure instead of a kick some yeah. ass because I'm not trying to engage in combat I'm just trying to do a thing yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. oh hell yeah buddy <laughs> oh what was that's that a natural 10 hey and you get and honestly if you're protecting me you I have that always the victim so you take one plus forward that's true incredible okay I love it um 
you are looking up at this thing, this horrific clown mask of death with your arm in its mouth and blood dripping onto the floor of this filthy sewer. And it seems like the world is ending. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you see is the handlebars of a bicycle just completely knocking this thing out from behind. And for a brief instant, this clown monster crumples to the ground and there is Bill gasping for air. He goes, you got, you got to get out of the way. We'll take care of this, Eddie. Just Bill, get yourself together. Bill, okay. We're leaving here with everyone. And I don't think Eddie fights. He scrambles away from this. He can't quite get up because now his balance and the blood and it's just, it's all just a mess in his head. Um, all of these fears are all just in his head that have come, wait, all the fears that are were in his head have come true. So he's just scrambling away. Um, may I do something really quick? Yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go help. I want to help Eddie briefly. Uh, I have a move I haven't used much during this game called Voice of Reason. Mm -hmm. Um, When you talk to someone for a few seconds in a quiet voice, you can calm them down, blocking any panic, anger or other negative emotions they have. This works even if the thing that freaked them out is still present. Okay, cool. Yeah. Can Can I go help Eddie? Yeah. Get Eddie off to the side. Get Eddie out of here. Um. I'm going to pull Eddie off to the side, kind of um, help him lean back against uh, and gets against a wall. Um, and basically uh, just while just trying to redirect his attention away from <laughs> away from his arm at the moment or is his wounded arm or or yeah, what that has been torn asunder. Uh, God, why did I say it like that? Um, <laughs> I love that. And um, kind of having that like friend kind of come to Jesus kind of moment. You know what I'm talking about? Like hand, hands on both sides of, sides of his face, staring him down. Like Beverly's gone into like protect my friend mode. Ed, hey, hey, look at me. I know. I know it hurts. I need you to tell me what to do because I don't know anything about medicine. So I need you to tell me what you need. So that we can get it. Okay? Let me go. It's fine. It's fine. Just let me go. Nope. Don't worry nope. about it. We're not doing that. Nope. I need you to tell me what you need. Bev. Hey, look at me. Eddie Casper, look at me. Bev, it's... No. Don't be a... Don't be an idiot. At this point, Stan and Richie have probably gotten back over to where the main group is, I would imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Richie's gonna say, "Stan, go, go help them. Go help Bill and the others. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here with Eddie." Yeah, you got it, man. Uh, Stan hustles off. He, uh, he played baseball as a child, and he still runs good. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, he knows how to that. take a base. <laughs> He's a Benjamin um, Button baseball boy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Richie's, Richie's gonna slide up next to Bev, uh, mm-hmm. trying to help with her. And canonically, I have to, Eddie has to calm down because the rule book says so. <laughs> Okay, well, Eddie, yes. I think what's, the what is happening... You have to calm down. Here's the thing. I think what is happening is that beyond the shrieks 
and horror and blinding white pain, mm-hmm. Eddie does calm down. Eddie also realizes mm-hmm. it's the end for him. And he can't take this kind of attention away. He's looking at these monsters, this one giant monster, this Pennywise that has taken so many. And if it includes him, I guess that's what bravery costs. And I think he does calm down, Mm -hmm. knowing ultimately he made the right decision. As blood is just pouring from this poor man's body. And he says, it's fine. Hey. Eddie, this is not fine. What what do we do? It's not fine. Rich, it's it's fine. No, you're going to live. Bev, go. Please. I... I I think I can stop the bleeding. Um, I think I can stop the bleeding. Richie, you're going to need to help me. Um, And Eddie, (gasps) I'm sorry, sweetie. This is going to hurt. Okay, what do I do? What do I do? um, I need you to hold him still. No, it's it's fine. Really. Um, Richie's going to kind of like straddle over Eddie and hold both of his shoulders down. Okay. Okay. No. I am going to take out the hairspray can and the lighter because it's time to cauterize this wound. Oh jeez. Oh. Val, you cool with this, buddy? You oh, cool with this, buddy? I mean, let's fucking go. Fuck it. Yeah, that's what we like to do. Just gave me this consent. idea in the DMs, and I. Yeah. I my my I was like, oh, I can't. There's no other way, man. This is it. I think if that's all right. Okay. So Richie Richie sees that, and he just like turns his head away. He's like, oh. Give him something to bite down on. No, uh, don't do this. Fuck. Um, it's fine. Just go back. Go back to. Belt. No. God damn it. Here's here's uh. belt. Shaking the shaking the can again, shaking the can again. Okay. Um, what happens when Bill draws this thing away? I would love to know. So I think basically, yeah. So I think what happens is Bill knocks this thing to the ground and it's just temporarily stunned, dazed very briefly. Uh, I, I don't think this is a meaningful injury yeah. outside of a little bit of harm beyond just creating a moment for things to reset themselves. I feel like kind of this... like reeled aside and was just like Yeah, yeah, yeah. struggling by itself or something. Uh-huh, 100%. But I think that basically as soon as like Bev and Eddie step away, that's as much time as we have before this thing is like back up and probably coming for Bill at this point. Um so if somebody else wants to jump in, that's totally fine. If not, I'll go ahead and take another move. Um I think Stan would probably jump in here. Um Yeah to to help in whatever capacity he can um and i I think he's 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 running up from behind pretty much uh and i think he's i'll give you this i think that it goes to reel back and attack me and i sort of embracing it against these bicycle handlebars (laughs) like as if you know like uh as if i were deflecting or something but it's like locked locked in combat with this thing i'm gonna this is bad, but I'm gonna roll, and I'm that's gonna determine what I get because I would like for something to go good for us once. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's I'll, I can work with that. That's an eight uh, to yeah. kick some ass. Um, okay, and I, I think Stan he saw a little bit back, but he is gonna rear back with his uh, with his big rebar, and he's just gonna chuck it right into the monster. Nice. Um which I like. He's got a good arm. Uh, he played 
like deep left field. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I like all the baseball lore we're getting. Listen, I love my beautiful baseball boy. Um, <laughs> and I, I think he, uh, yeah, he, he checks the rebar and it kind of, this is gross, but it kind of disappears into the body of the clown. Yeah. Um, in a, like, unpleasant Yucky. and obviously somewhat harmful way, um, but it is not, you know, it's not like if you had a piece of rebar chucked at you, a human man. Um, it, right. It, I think it, this is gross too, I think it kind of bubbles around the place where it's, like, absorbed this weapon and starts sort oh, of yeah. oozing and gooing. Um, I think that maybe some of it starts to come out the other end, actually, yeah. like, through its sort of torso or stomach, like, almost to the point of getting Bill, and the part that comes out on the other side is, like, almost as if it's been dissolved in acid or something. Gross. <laughs> yeah, nasty. Yeah. It's so gross. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, I mean, I got to make success on this, uh, on this kick some ass. And I believe I have to take some sort of harm or yeah. badness yeah, yeah, yeah. about that. Uh, so I don't actually have monster of the week pulled up the game that we're, what if oh, weird yeah. monster juice, like we have this sort of bubbling effect, mm-hmm. like splashes back onto you and you mm-hmm. take like some burn damage or yeah, something. Yeah. I can take some harm. It is acid. That does make sense. Yeah. Um, actually, Stan has a resistance to acid damage. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. Uh, I do want to use this axe. Yeah, let's maybe get like one more thing in and then we can swap back over to Eddie and Bev. Fabs, this will be literally super fast uh, because Mike is mad, I think. Um, <laughs> you know, in the, in the most... Mike is now extremely angry because... Um, the thing that Mike is a, has been extremely afraid of was um, watching was watching everybody die, and the closer that gets to happening, the the not just upset but literally just filled with anger and rage, Mike gets, and this feels pretty close. Limbs are being lost now. Um, so while that was going on, I did roll to kick some ass with this axe. It's an 11. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mike runs up to this being um, that is it, is it is it standing up at the moment or is it sort of like not it lying is, down I'm on its back, but... No, it's not lying down. I'm picturing yeah. that it is taller than me and sort of, like, looming and menacing over me as I am holding it back with these bicycle handlebars. All right. Okay. Um, and then it's just sort of been impaled by this rebar thing, so it's still not laying down, but it may have, like, reeled back a little or something. So as it's reared sort of back, um, I think Mike is just going to swing the axe just sort of towards the middle, just mm-hmm. right towards the middle of the thing. Towards the solar plexus, if you will, um, to just just get it to well, one to hurt it, like just just to hurt it as as much as humanly possible to make it feel a lot of pain. That is what Mike wants to do, and with that, I think. I'm trying to think of, like, based on the... I also similarly don't have the uh, the uh, kick some ass moves pulled up. Um, so I'm trying to remember. 
Hang on, I can oh, you pull, literally 11? pull it up in two seconds. It'll take, like, I just have to um, scroll to the so right part. On a 10+, plus, you choose an extra effect. You can either do extra damage, give uh, advantage to yourself, or one to another uh, player. Um, mm. You can suffer less harm, or you can force them where you want them. I, oh boy, that's interesting, because I kind of want to, huh... We've got a lot of harm left to deal to this thing, so if you want to do more harm, this would be a good time to do it, probably. Yeah. But if there's some other yeah. effect that you want, that's also totally fine. I think I would like to do extra harm. Okay, sweet. Um, this, this weapon, what? An axe counts axe, as what? Axe is normally two harm, I believe. Two so harm? Three. Okay. All right, um, cool. So this will just be... Do this is a big hit, so like, yeah, three I think harm, harm to it. fair. Yeah. I would can like to we, do three harm to this thing. Can we make it so this like weird little spidery Pennywise thing just like puts up one of its arms to block the axe, but the axe goes straight through it and into the chest? Oh, cool. <laughs> that whips. Yes. Anyway, um. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And we and we get that shot, and then mm-hmm. we cut back over to Eddie and Richie and Beverly. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a point where. You know, Richie's on top of him and Beverly is Mm. having this flamethrower and Addie realizes they're just not going to let him die. They're not going to let him go. Not at all. And so finally, Addie, right before the flame hits this bleeding stump, I'm sorry to say that, um, he spits out this wall and he goes, stop, stop, stop. And I stop. That's no... Don't. We need to do a tourniquet. Cauterizations don't work as much as well as the movies make you think. It's a bad idea. Just here, put me up against the wall. Um, Richie kind of puts him up against the wall, lifts him by the underarms. Like a little baby. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just just kind of sets you back. Um, now that Eddie has come back to us, and is ready mm-hmm. to fight with us and fight for his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Beverly needs to head back over and help her friends kill this clown. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Perfect. So I think, yeah. okay. um, uh, I think before I, so I think I um, just look to Eddie um, and say, Ooh. Bill said we all came in and we're all going back out. And then I look at Eddie and I look at Richie and I don't even have to say anything. I think we we, we, we can look at each other and I want to say one thing. Please. Uh, Eddie says, you're stubborn as shit, Beverly Marsh. <laughs> Richie cracks a smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they tell me. Go get him, Tiger. It's like, you know, like Spider-Man. Eddie gives like a weak smile. Okay, so I think um, uh, I can give Rishi a quick squeeze on the sh- quick squeeze on the shoulder because he is my pal, um, and I'm gonna go find my man's. Uh, yeah, Ben. I decided Ben is um, looking for opportunities to help with fighting the the spider spider wise. He hasn't really done anything yet because he is not tough, but he is like a, a support class. So if <laughs> Uh, anybody who is fighting doesn't roll well, 
Uh, ben can step in and help. <laughs> He's going to um, come in with heels. <laughs> okay, I would like to, before I leap back into the fray, I would like to, using two moves in one episode, holy shit, um, I yes. would like to yes. bring back my favorite of Beverly Marsh's moves, This Kills Monsters. When I need a weapon right now, I can find one. Uh, I can just yeah. say what it is <laughs> now, uh, but I, I do love Ben. Um, and if I use it to protect someone, uh, I take plus one. So if uh, Ben is Ben in need of any protecting, not really. Okay, I haven't well, taken any harm or okay, anything. Okay, well, yes, and no, no, you're fine. <laughs> okay, I'm protect fine, him yes. anyway. Yeah, because ben, I love him. Ben is very soft and needs a lot of protection. Okay, well yeah. then, how about as I'm the running boy back wears over, knee pads everywhere he goes. Oh. <laughs> As I'm running back toward uh, toward Ben, I think that um, because I get to with this ability with this kills monsters uh, describe the weapon, I think that I feel something uh, under or I tr almost trip on something, and I look down and there is a large kind of knobby stick, like one you'd find in the woods, perhaps out by out by the out by the out by the the barrens, and. Mm. It's been uh, kind of crudely whittled down into a sort of makeshift spear. And I and of course, Beverly recognizes it as the, the weapon she brought down into the sewers all those years ago. Nice. And <laughs> grabs it uh, and it feels right in her hand. Takes, it takes her right back to coming back down, coming down here with her friends when they were children, facing down something that they couldn't fully understand, and they didn't really even know if they would come back out. Just a just a ragtag group of children uh, fighting something bigger, older, and stronger than them, and coming out okay. And um, she is ready to do it again. She's older now. She's seen more. She's been through more shit, and um, she's done being scared. So, uh, Bev runs over, takes sort of a protective stance in front of Ben <laughs> with so her spear type, with her seeing, makeshift spear. Seeing the spear, Ben is also going to have that sort of flashback memory mm -hmm. and thus kick in one of his moves, holding on to something. <gasps> um, you didn't let go as much of that summer as everyone else did. At the beginning of your game, designate one other loser as <clears throat> your love, which, of course, Bev here... Mm -hmm. um, when you and your love share a memory together, which I am choosing to say, since we both had this flashback, yeah. uh, we take plus one to your memory roll, grant them plus one forward, and we both heal one harm. Oh, I also get plus one forward because I'm protecting you with the with my spear, well, so I get, get plus, plus two. <laughs> Whoa! Aww. There you I'm go. I'm gonna roll to. Uh, I'm gonna roll to uh, kick some ass. Do it. Please. I'm gonna yes. throw this spear at the at Spiderwise, um, <laughs> so it that's has, a nine with my plus that, two. Yeah. Okay, so nine total. Yeah, with my plus two, that's a nine total. Oh yeah. So you throw the spear, and on a mixed success, I forget what the mixed successes are for for tough rolls. So basically, with the mixed success for any uh, kick some ass roll at all, is just that like. You you trade blows. Okay. That's fine. Um, yeah. So something bad is gonna happen. You're gonna get a hit in, and it's also gonna do a hit, or you're gonna be put in danger or something. Um. Okay. Cool. Well, it was a, to... hang on, hang on, hang on. It it was a nine, right? It was a nine. 
Can I do another? Can I do another move? Oh, <gasps> oh shit! Okay. Oh snap! Yes. Helping hand when fighting a monster. If you help someone, don't roll plus cool. You automatically help as though you'd rolled a ten. Hell yeah! So uh, yeah, I just need to figure out how I'm gonna help. Ben and Beverly Dream Team. I think with a familiar, a now familiar kind of feral battle cry, Bev throws the spear uh, at Spiderwise, and I guess it does make an impact. (laughs) That's what Ben says. Ben says that, and that's how I'm helping. I love him. That's all. Um, (laughs) I. There's no time for Beverly to kiss Ben right now, but she will later. And he gets that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He respects her career, and Uh, it has to come first, and her career is killing monsters. (laughs) This career kills monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you throw the spear at this thing, right? Mm -hmm. Great. Um, I think that you, you throw this spear, and it soars through the air, and it is just, like... It is a glorious throw. It is the kind of thing that authors write about, uh, (laughs) that podcast DMs narrate about at at length. Um, It glints in the the weird light shafting through this strange cavern, and it soars true. And you can tell me exactly where it gets this thing, if you want. I think it gets it in the eye. Gross. It gets it in the eye. That is super gross. Um, but yeah, I think you get it. Is this thing still uh, clownish when we when we see it? It's a Pennywise face on a Spido, yes, isn't it? It's a Pennywise face on a Spido, and I think you hit this thing directly in one of its eyes, and it reels back. <laughs> Sorry, I'm um, so excited. <laughs> get up, girl! Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it reels back, and it, it starts again this process of this, like, creepy, bubbly shape-shifting, and not out of malice right now, but just out of agony. It's like writhing and shifting, and the spider limbs are becoming too many human limbs, and they're then becoming, like, wreaths of flame or something, and then they're becoming like these weird tentacles, and it is staggering backwards. And I think that, uh, well, I'm trying to remember. Everybody's in kind of close quarters to this thing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Can it open its mouth and spew blood all over me? Oh! Yeah, absolutely. Whoa. 100%. It does that. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like reeling backwards, and it's got like this horrible black blood like oozing from the eye that you caught, and it like opens to make this horrible gurgling shriek, and it just spews blood everywhere all over Beverly. Um, and then I think, so I'm trying to think, Beverly through the spear, you're within blood spitting distance, Mike is over there, Ben is sort of back a little bit. Stands pretty close uh, too. If memory, s- stands pretty close, if memory serves, Bill was like, kind of locked up at arm's reach with this thing, mm-hmm. and then some of this stuff went down. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think actually what happens is as this thing is like writhing and staggering backwards, um, something bad has to happen to Bill, so. I love when bad things just, happen to Bill. We all love when bad things happen to Bill, okay? You're not special. Everyone else is I'm going to roll an act under pressure to see how bad it is. Because I think basically I need to get out of the way of this thing. And I don't... Yeah. I would like for there to be a, a possibility of me not doing that. Okay, so this is fun, actually. Because I have an opportunity for something here. 
Um, I rolled a seven and uh, I have zero cool. So act under pressure is a, is a not cool. But what I'm going to do actually is I used my bottle it up earlier, which means now I can use that against myself to give a minus one on a roll. Sweet. So I think I'm actually going to make this a fail. I... I'm going to <laughs> derogatorily DM against myself. I would like to... Um, um... I'd actually yeah, maybe like to deploy my my soul. Interesting. No, they, all my moves are interesting, but they are I, they are not easy. Thank you, to... Christine Previs, author of Back to Dairy. <laughs> Christine Previs yeah. did a great job designing this character, who I am not playing the way they want me to. But I have a move called Nothing Left to Lose. Once during the God game, I may sacrifice something important to change another loser's fate, automatically changing their roll to a twelve or negating all harm they took. Um, <laughs> and mm. I think. Uh, that Stan, sort of standing uh, close to where all this is going down um, and, and ready to mm-hmm. jump in, but scared. But Bill is uh, is watching this almost like it's in slow motion. He's, you know, he's seeing Bill... I think what's actually happening is that the, um, the monster is holding onto these handlebars and dragging Bill in like with it. Ooh, yeah. Um, and it's it's got a big nasty mouthful of teeth and if Bill gets close enough, you know, people go, get arms bitten off or or um eaten whole wholesale. <laughs> uh, and I think Stan um, he doesn't even think to pick up a weapon. He's just going to run in and he's going to push out push uh, push Bill out of the way as this thing opens its nasty mouth. And uh and I don't think he gets bit or eaten, but I think he sees something in there. Uh, I think he he runs right into the the beams of the deadlights. Ooh. <gasps> Woof. There's a move for that, or there's a deadlightsy move. There is a move for the deadlights. It's like as close as Monster of the Week gets to a will save. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when you look directly into the deadlights, roll plus weird. Okay. So my plus weird is two because I'm a ghost. <laughs> I got yeah. I mean, I got a seven. Uh, so plus two okay, is on a seven, nine. Still, that's fine. So yeah, on a seven to nine, you manage to resist, but are shaken by the horrors you briefly saw in the deadlight. Take minus one forward. Shall I help out? I don't I mean, know how I can help. I'm out, okay with but... this. I I think it's cool. I kind of okay. I kind of want to get caught up yeah. in it. I'm trying to sacrifice. I feel like the actual sacrifice here for the deadlights is to fail the roll against the deadlights. Okay. Mm. So I think that probably what this looks like is, uh, you know, we see this moment through Stan's eyes in slow motion of Bill almost getting dragged into this thing and Stan moving even necessarily before thinking about it and just knocks Bill out of the way. They tumble to the ground, and I think that Bill pushes himself up and sees Stan lying back, staring directly up into these deadlights. And then we probably cut back to Eddie. Yeah. Rad. Uh, okay, cool. Um, I think Eddie is sort of... Um, shit, I didn't expect that so fast. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think what's what's happening is Eddie's sort of directing... Um, Richie how to lean him up against the wall and elevate his legs so he's just kind of weakly just like okay you need to make sure I'm flat put me put my back to the wall and lift my legs so blood can the flow of the blood 
better. Okay. Um. Uh, like that? Yeah, you got, yeah. Um, take off my belt. Take off my belt. Oh, okay. so, uh, so soon? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, Stop if you it. insist. Okay. Stop. Um, okay. he takes off Eddie's belt. Um, okay, what do I do with it? Okay, you're gonna have to touch my arm, okay? You're gonna okay. have to... You're gonna have to look at it and see about the blood. It's how much bleeding. There's gonna be a lot of bleeding, bud. Man, um, right sorry. when Eddie says you're gonna have to look at it, Richie looks over at it and... Oh, I got... Okay, I got it. Um, and then okay. it wraps, wraps around the belt. Uh, not quite. Just... It's, um... No, it's, uh... Don't make me look at it again. Um, okay. so he... Uh, wraps around the belt and tightens it as tight as he can. Right. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. So it's okay. Just is there anything in my arm, like any rocks or shards or anything? You oh, need to look at it again. Okay. Hey, you could do this. It's okay. Um, um, okay. Um, nope. Oh, that's bone. Oh, Okay. okay. Yep, no, we're good. Okay. Nothing in it. You don't have to do this, man. You can just leave me. It's fine. Oh, I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you. Okay, no, so we're on. We're good. We're we're good. Hey, you don't need to take you don't need to take care of me. It's fine. Dude, it's... I've never needed to take care of you, and I don't have to take care of you, but I want to take care of you in this moment and for the rest of the moments. Just, just shut the fuck up, you douchebag. <laughs> that was good. That was, that was cute. That was a nice one. That's good. How often do you use that one as a pickup line? <laughs> yeah, it's a great pickup line. Uh, yeah. Do you use that for all? All your favorite childhood best friends or just me? Just you right now, bud. <laughs> Maybe stand later, but you know, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll get to that one right there. <laughs> I don't know, I can, God I can, damn it. You always like stand more than me. It's pretty motherfucker. <laughs> he's pretty, but he's not you. Okay. What's that supposed to Okay, be? is that... Uh... It's fine. I'm just messing with you, man. You don't have to... You don't have to deal with me. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, but your arm's good, right? Your arm's good? Uh, and I think Eddie is starting to kind of slowly... <laughs> slowly kind of... Not... Kind of blink a little bit and slowly kind of breathe. And it's like... Okay. need more breath. More pressure? More pressure. Okay, and Richie just like gonna... cinches it really and tight. As Eddie's like, I'm gonna take a nap now. It's okay. And right right as right as you say you're taking a nap, Richie like cinches it super tight and oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah, stay with me, stay with me, okay. stay with me. Okay. Um he okay. kinda slaps him on the face a little bit. Um okay. You're gonna okay. need to hold that. You're gonna just need to hold it back. For a bit. It's okay. Once you hold it back for about five minutes, five minutes, you're gonna have to dress it. And then after that, we're gonna be okay. 
I'm gonna be okay. You don't okay. need to do this, man. There's Dude, so I'm many doing people. it. I'm here. We're doing You're it. Such a good. Hey, look at me. Look I'm at looking me. at you. I sure am. You're such a good person, man. I'm a You're shitty so... person. We all no, know this. Shut up. Shut up. And he kind of weakly brings his hand to his face. Shut up for like two fucking seconds. You're a good person. You've always been a good person. Okay. You've always been the best person. Okay. Okay. We're gonna You're we're gonna get you job. out of this. Okay. Hey. Hey. And he looks at you and kind of with his free hand, trembling pushes a curl behind your ear and rubs his thumb on your cheek. Hey. You're so brave. You're so brave. You're braver. Like, I I honestly gotta say, I... Shut up. Shut up and kiss me already, idiot. Uh, he does. And it's nice. Uh... In fact, it's not just nice. It's everything. It's everything. And there's this sort of painlessness that comes with it. This sort of floating moment of ecstasy over this terrible pain. And Eddie moves his hand to curve around Richie's neck to pull him in closer. As you pull Richie in closer, Richie just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then like turns to the side and just vomits. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, that's so gross. Ugh, I'm, I promise oh. it wasn't you. It, well, it, you was, know, it was your arm. But, no, uh, you, know, you know what's ooh. grosser? You know what's going to be grosser? Uh, what? I'm still gonna kiss you anyway. It's okay. I know. I know. It's. <laughs> don't think about it too much. I'm not gonna. <laughs> and I think that's it. Uh, <laughs> Just macking it. I love. I love. I love them. I love love. Let's get back to the fights. Yeah. Let's yeah. get back to the fight. There is a fight. Let's kill clown. Yes. Fight. Let's kill clown. Mm-hmm. Finish him. <laughs> God fucking um, damn it. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so I think that we're back up in the middle of this room where Stan has just, you know, immediately slumped to the ground in the gaze of the deadlights. Not the gaze of the deadlights, which are all of us collectively, but like <laughs> <laughs> gazing into the deadlights. You know, you get it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, gaze sh- of the deadlights is the next Shark Puppy album. Watch for it. Oh my it. god, I love that. That's a fucking good name. I'm losing my fucking mind. And for a moment, it seems like everything has gone silent in Bill's ears. Like, all you can hear is his own blood rushing through his head as he freezes. And this is as bad as it gets to him. He's remembering the sense of powerlessness he felt as a kid when... His entire world was disrupted by this horrific monster in front of him in an instance that changed everything that came after it in ways that were never, ever going to be fixed again. 
and the ripples that that brought throughout not only his entire life, but the lives of everyone that he's touched since. And it's almost all too much, you know, looking down and seeing Stan's face unmoving. (laughs) Just when he finally started to feel like he saw this path for himself of things that maybe he wanted after all of this was done. And I think he tries to pull himself to his feet and he is acutely aware of the fact that he is a middle-aged man who has been thrown around this horrific cavern and he is bruised and battered and I still has like this horrible knife wound in his face. We didn't really talk about that, but that's definitely a thing. <laughs> and he looks up at this monster in the center of the room and he feels the weight of these handlebars in his hand And I think before he's even aware of it, he hears his own voice. He says, I thought you took everything from us. But you didn't. And you're not going to. We're taking you down and we're leaving here with everyone. We're all leaving here with everything we have left. And he takes the handlebars and with all of the strength left in his body, tries to shove them directly down this thing's throat. I think as you're doing that, uh, Pennywise is saying like, (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Fuck this clown. Not that sounded bad. What I mean is, fuck off, clown. Fuck That's this clown I mean. that, up. <laughs> and yes. that is Thank you. an eight uh, plus. What's my tough? Plus one is a nine. I have a nine. And I will help out. to help me out. Yeah. Yes. Hell fuck yeah. Here Woo! comes my man. <laughs> here he comes. Here he comes. Oh How do you help me out? Um. I'm gonna grab the rest of the bike and chuck it. <laughs> oh. oh yeah! Honestly, Holy shit. Yes. No, that's that's perfect. I think. I don't know what else to help do? out. Does anyone have any ideas? You could like okay. push down harder. I have on a the... thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna think you could come up behind me and like grab yeah, the handlebars. Sure. And you're stronger that. than I am. Let's <laughs> so. do that then. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll come up and and help you shove yeah. the handlebars down. The rest of the way into the throat. So I am shoving the handlebars into the throat of this clown, and I think it is retaliating, and it's making this horrible gurgling sound. Uh, but it's taking all of the strength in Bill's body just to maintain this, and like we are locked in a in a dead struggle, like equally matched against each other. And then Ben. I also, can, if I could provide can a bit of flavor text cool? as you're shoving the the bike down sure. the throat, uh, you can like feel like your your arms and your hands being like pricked by these like rows and rows and rows and rows of like oh, yeah. tiny sharp teeth, Ew. like the inside of like a lamprey's Ew. mouth. 
as I'm shoving oh. down, there are gashes being dug into my arms and blood oh streaming everywhere. Oh, yeah. Steven, that's nasty. Grody. In order to make sure. Ben doesn't want to do this anymore. Ben's going home. In order to make sure that you also don't lose an arm, Mike is going to assist as well by simply holding the head of the thing so that it can't bite down on you. That is Can we- all. Can we get a description it. of Ben's Ben's cool help out moment though? Because I do want to. Yes, I yes. want this so, to be a cool moment. Mike is holding the top portion of the head, while Bill is forcing the handlebars down. Um, I think Ben. Ooh, I actually think if it's okay, Ben is going to come up with one of those big rocks mm-hmm. and like a big giant hammer. Ooh hit the end of the handlebars that's still yes. up with the rock as Ooh. hard as he can oh, that so w- that it just jams w- yeah. Yeah. Mm. and Bev is there anything you want to do because I think this is the moment that's what I was thinking do you want to just like step on its face once it's on the ground <laughs> what is it what is it doing that. right oh. now like what's going oh, on Jesus. with it's like what's it's physicality at this moment I think that there's this, you know, horrific monster that's that's shifting and changing and looking decidedly more and more clown-like in this sort of deflated way, yes. With, like, its skin kind of rubbery and, like, not quite melting, but definitely pooling in a horrible way. Mm-hmm. And it's being shoved, like, down as it sort of crumples and cowers to the ground mm. uh, with this thing shoved down its throat and like Mike forcing its head back and Ben just hammering it to the ground mm-hmm. and it is like to the point now where it is sort of crouched and cowered down below what all of our height is but I think still it's taking everything that we have to get this thing restrained into this position. I feel like enough time has passed through like the fight where the tourniquet has started working and we've dressed this wound and we are I am carrying you over. Take whatever magic you need for the moment. Yeah. 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 So we're carrying uh, or Richie is carrying Eddie over um, and we see this like clown that's just like writhing on the ground uh, and then Richie's just going to say, hey, I kissed a boy and I liked it, sewer clown. You can eat my ass and I bet you'd love the taste of shit. (laughs) Well, that's a lot, but I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) I think actually Eddie looks at him a little shocked and then starts laughing. He's just like, (laughs) you're so fucking stupid. And I think everybody starts laughing. Yeah, and that's that's actually yeah. one of my moves is get it. When you make a joke to lighten up a tense situation, uh, you roll plus cool on a 10 plus. Uh, it'll counteract the fear attention, and then I can give someone plus one forward. Um, so I'm going to roll really quick. Yeah. I, I like the You'd idea of, like, it. Eddie starts laughing, and mm-hmm. then maybe, like, someone else starts laughing, and then, like, yeah. we all just start kind of laughing at this dumb joke a little bit <laughs> you know and that was a uh, natty 12 my my boys fuck yes <laughs> and as this happens and as the sound of this laughter so different from the disembodied childlike laughter of earlier ringing through the sewers <laughs> starts echoing around this cavern and the tension just melts and this thing starts <laughs> violently convulsing on the ground beneath us and it looks to use the words that all of us, I'm sure, are thinking. So small. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, um, I, I, to borrow a phrase, um, 
from another Stephen King adaptation that I got a lot of catharsis out of. It looks so much smaller than I remembered. Mm. And if I may, snag Mike's abandoned axe from the floor. Oh, yeah. Go for it, honey. Make my way over to this, like, shrinking, kind of shriveling, like, kind of shell of a, of a monster. Just kind of taking in the moment, but, you know, not, can't waste any time. No more fucking around here. Um, no fucking around here, rather, not more. Um, take a look down at it and lift that axe up and bring it down to chop off its head. And it's as easy as that. And it's gone. It seems to just melt into the ground below us. And all at once, there's silence here. And there's this ringing hollowness throughout the air as everything that we've spent our entire lives running from suddenly vanishes at our feet. And there's a moment, I think, of all of us standing there and there's the sound of blood dripping onto the sewer ground and, you know, heavy breathing. And all of a sudden, Bill drops the handlebars and they clatter to the ground and he turns around and and falls to his knees at Stan's side. Stanley. Hey. Stanley, you, you, you got you gotta wake up. We, we, we did it, man. We, we did it. It's 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 done. We we get we, we get to go home. We get to go home, Stan. And um, I think that Bill is is looking down at you, and he sort of starts to reach his hand out, and it's it's trembling, but he. He sort of touches your hair and, and frames your face and sort of pulls your shoulders up off the ground a little bit and cradles the back of your head. He says, Stanley, come on. Um, we, we, we're, we're, we're going get, to get a good ending this time, Stan. For, for real, a, a really a, a, a good one. I... I know that's not what I'm great at, but but I think we can. I think we can figure it out. One where everyone ends up somewhere, and and there are no more nightmares, and maybe just once everyone lives. Please. Stan's had these, um, these, like, blank sort of, almost like they're covered in cataract, but, like, uh, just, you know, blank eyes totally, like, filmed over. Very, pretty, pretty dead looking. Um, (laughs) and he blinks once, I think. Just this little sort of flutter of his beautiful eyelashes, his canonically beautiful eyelashes. (laughs) Um, and he says, Jeez, Bill, you can at least buy me a coffee first. 
<laughs> and he pulls you up into his arms in the tightest hug you could possibly imagine. Hell yeah. That's the shit I do like. <laughs> <laughs> That's MJ, not Stan. <laughs> Stan okay, is that would yeah. be hilarious. <laughs> Stan's not that funny. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, Stan... God, it would be so gay if we kissed right now, Stan. Unless. I don't think they do, um, if that's okay with you. Uh, it's fine with me. I, I think we get out of the sewer. I think Stan gets up and he's shaken up and, and he's going to have to go to therapy for the rest of his life for uh, so many things. Um, but <laughs> he uh, he gets up and the door that they came through, that um, that brick wall that everybody had to walk through, when they walk back over, it's crumbled. It's uh, it's totally just gone. You know, it, it's it's bricks that are scattered around on the old on the old ground and the sewers that they came through, they're not twisting anymore. They're straightforward. There are no uh, obviously branching tunnels. And I think they walk out into a day that is sunny and and beautiful. And um, it's, it's not even that late because they got here pretty early. It's, you know, maybe like <laughs> noon. <laughs> it feels like it feel should like- be like, midnight yeah least, it's one of those but... moments where it's like you forgot that it was daytime it's right? like when you walk out and of you a get movie out. theater out of a yeah. really really good movie and you're just <laughs> out of a really really sunshine. good nine month long movie <laughs> 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 and uh i think what i would really like from everyone is is um where are you gonna go after this the hospital. I mean, not immediately after this. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, fucking fair. hospital. You get a group, right? <laughs> um. oh. So I feel like to to put this into like a scene, we could have everyone like Eddie just got back out of the hospital, like, and we're all there with him, um, and we're just kind of standing around and uh, talking about. Where we're going to go, what we're going to do. I think Eddie's gotten back from the hospital and he has whatever bandages or, or whatnot are on there. And Val, you know, if you don't want to be wearing bandages, that's fine. If you just like want to say, fuck the doctor's advice and cool, like, I don't mean to take over your character. But oh, I think you're the fine. image that I have in my head that mm-hmm. I would like to play with is all of us standing in the parking lot of the bed and breakfast where we've been yeah. staying, mm-hmm. sort of getting ready to go our different directions. Mm hmm. Maybe with like, you know, duffel bags slung over our shoulders or suitcases at our side or whatever. Just like that's where we are. And it's it's clear to a viewer that like this is where we part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk about one hell of a homecoming. <laughs> uh, who's who's the king and queen? Uh, we never we never picked. It's it's Bev and Ben, right? Like oh, it's, it's gotta it's be. Bev we can it's all agree. Be. Yeah, it's yeah. Bev and Ben. Oh, I thought oh, Richie was the queen. What about Mike? Mike fucking did all this shit. Yeah, Mike's a queen. <laughs> I'm not going to make Mike go to homecoming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Mike, speaking of which, where are you heading off to? I mean, shit, I, I do probably got to leave town for a few days, don't I? Um, for reasons. Oh boy. You Uh, killed a man. uh, You killed a cop. Yeah, you sure did. Not so goddamn loud. What the fuck? (laughs) 
We Sir are in the public. My <laughs> God. Uh, but also... <laughs> I mean, fuck, wherever they ain't got extradition treaties, I suppose. Maybe Florida. Florida <laughs> don't got extradition, does I it? I think you can do anything in Florida. <laughs> I think they have. I think, I think you can just do anything you want, man. Shit, so I guess I'm going to Disneyland. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone ever deserved it, man. Mm. Yeah. Definitely you. <sighs> yeah. How about y'all? Where are y'all going? It's a good question. Well, uh, I can't go home, so it's a good question, actually. Yeah, we mm. should maybe talk about that. <laughs> you got any plans tonight? <laughs> um, plenty of room at my place. You sure? You haven't seen it, but yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> God, I'm sure what a there's brag. a lot of room. <laughs> I think. Um, as they're having this moment, Eddie kind of breaks away from the group and is like. I just need to double check that if I left anything in the B&B thing. Um, I'll be back. Just very nervously, like, uh, Eddie, this uh, is the know. fourth time you've checked. I know, but I need to check again. It's fine. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm going to go uh, make sure Eddie's all right. So we know, bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck off. Uh, go do whatever <laughs> fucking writing shit you're gonna do. Go do whatever, whatever you're gonna do. Oh, you weren't talking <laughs> to me. I'm not a writer. Skyscrapers. Eddie is just just checking kind of the main floor and like checking for Beverly's lipstick and checking for a bunch of pens with. Um, with Ben's uh, con- company on the side of it and just like looking for anything anything that could kind of keep his mind distracted and when he turns he sees Richie at the door and he kind of starts kind of punching his thigh a little bit and is like hey man hey um, um, you good? yeah this is, um, listen, okay. <sighs> listen, I think the idea of soulmates is dumb. I think that's stupid. There's no such thing as soulmates. Like, things don't happen because of the universe or whatever. That's stupid. That was a terrible way to open that. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it sure was. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> but. <sighs> I would like to, I would like to love you on purpose. So I was wondering if maybe for a few days you'd like to come back with me. I mean, I don't, I don't have anyone to take care of me and and do all of that. Yeah, no. Yeah, we can do that. Do do you want to go to like, I I don't know, California? We could, I mean... Take a trip. That, I mean, I, I would that, I mean, I are know. you, I, 
Yeah, I don't go know either. Vancouver, never... just go go up and down the the west coast. You know, just drive. listen. I've never done this before with a another person like this, except once, and then I forgot about him, and then I came back, and then I had a bunch of trauma inflicted on me, and now I'm here. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. I, I, I would love to spend time with you. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll figure out where we go, but uh, glad it'll be with you. I think Eddie steps like closer to him and like his fidgeting little hands and like punching his little thigh and or I guess he only has one hand now hugging. Oh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his fidgeting hand that keeps punching his thigh um, kind of slows and like he kind of smiles and he's like, I mean, if it's cool with with you, I don't want to like ruin your whole thing. I know you're like a big time celebrity, funny. Oh, fan fuck guy that! Person. Like, honestly, fuck that! I'm no, I'm <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. Uh, I'll figure something out. But uh, yeah, no, I I've I've got enough money for a few years, you know. <laughs> How long are you planning on this vacation? <laughs> I don't know. You know, we'll we'll figure it out. You know, it'll. Uh, oh, we will. Yeah, but yeah. for now, um, mm. I'm gonna get out there and uh, and and uh, just catch everyone on their way out. You know what? You don't want to like hook up in one of the bedrooms? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was dumb. I'm sorry. Uh, that was a joke. Richie like <laughs> immediately starts to like take off his shoes. <laughs> Put your shoes back on, idiot. And he's like smiling like we can, and like. We could probably cut back to outside after. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't really know where I'm going yet. Um, but I am gonna have to get some health insurance and see a very good psychiatrist. Yeah. I'm sure Eddie could um, recommend someone. (laughs) Yeah, probably. That certainly checks out. (laughs) Well, I've um, sort of got a lot of stuff to um, figure out. I divorced my wife, um, you know, well, like, yesterday? Um, it was a voicemail, so I don't know when she got it, but, uh, well, um, it's good, though. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's good. <laughs> and, you know, I've, um, I think what I'm really, really excited for is to, uh, start a novel again. But, uh, you're not doing anything. And he looks at Stan. I think I owe you a cup of coffee. Uh, from the from the uh, porch, you just hear gay, <laughs> and like you hear that, but like also at the same time, they are actively like making out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think uh, perhaps we see every all the various cars pulling out of the parking lot. Um, Everybody, them all turning off, turning out in different directions, exchanging little waves as they go, maybe. And then I think um, as they head down that same street, we get just a little um, like echo of an image. If if you if if you if you are of sorts, sort of a not a full flashback, but just a 
a memory as all the cars speed away of um, a group of kids uh, speeding down that same stretch of small town road on their bikes, bonking into each other, laughing, um, and uh, heading off together toward the sun. We cut to a scene of Mike placing the rock back on his little loser shrine. And the camera pans up and we see um, a new thing next to all of these, uh, these highlights of the loser's lives that he's captured over the years. We see a framed copy of the Dairy Gazette in a picture frame. And... This picture has a headline on it. Um, it's dated a year from the moment that, you know, they successfully murdered that clown and whatnot. And it says, Derry elects first black gay mayor. And it has a smiling picture of Mike uh, in his best suit and a picture of Mike and Larry from their wedding and a little further down on the page, we see a little thing that says, local officer still missing. You know, just for them creepy vibes. In the photo of Mike and Larry from their wedding, we also can see in that image where they got married. And they got married, you know, right after all of these incidents sort of ended. Uh, they chose to go on a little vacation and tie the knot while they're on this little vacation. And they happen to go to a little place called the Gates of the Arctic. 